Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I am Adam. And I'm Tom. And together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. Where our stories are your solutions. What's up, man? Not much, man. It's been a great week. You know what today is? What's today? Come on, you know what today is? Today is our 21st episode here. 21st episode. So, might not sound like a big deal, right? Does it sound like a big deal? No, it doesn't sound like a big deal. I feel like we're in such a routine. It's like, okay, it's another episode. Yeah, 21 episodes. Uh, and many, many people who listen to us, and thank you so much for all of you who continue to listen, can subscribe to us and give us great feedback. And we've had some great reviews, so we thank you so much. 21, it's like, ah, whatever, you know, what's what's the big deal? It doesn't really mean anything. But we were notified a while ago that only 90% of podcasters make it to episode 10. And when we got there, we're like, okay, this wasn't that hard, but okay, I can't believe 90% of people make it. And then we were told that 90% of that 90% don't make it to episode 21. So today, we are officially in the top 1% of all podcasters globally, which is pretty cool. It's very cool when you think about it. There's like thousands and tens of thousands of podcasters out there. Millions. There's millions. So it's, and that's the point, right? There's millions of people that allows us to get to the 1% at only doing 21 episodes because so many people start their journey and they, they give up right? And they end it. So today, I think we want to talk about how you become in the top 1%. Maybe we'll share some stories about one percenters and some tactics on becoming that. But for us, or for me, at least, I don't know about you, Tom, but for me, I've really been looking forward to this, right? It's been something that I've had marked on my calendar as far as like when we get there, it'll be a big deal. Uh, And it doesn't really mean anything. We don't get any monetary compensation from it. We don't get any accolades from it. It was more of something for me that we achieved it, right? Yeah. It was, it was cool for me to, and, and you know, whether or not you care that you're listening, to me, it meant something that we were in the 1%. Why, why does that mean something to anybody, Tom? It, you know, it's a milestone. It's a significant milestone. It's an opportunity to celebrate the hard work and the accomplishment. And, you know, we, we don't take enough time to celebrate what we do achieve. And, measure our accomplishments. We're always focused and on to the next thing. And when we achieve that next thing, we forget to stop and pause and celebrate it. And and I think one of the things that's so consistent with us is is that we teach our clients to do the same things, to to celebrate those milestones, to measure those accomplishments, to be able to look back and reflect and see what you've done. I mean we I mean we've done twenty one this is our twenty first episode We've, we've done some really cool things in that first 20 episodes. And, you know, it, it's, it's that just seeing that progression and taking a moment to pause and say, yeah, we did that. And now we're in this group of people that, that 1% group that is doing this and, and we continue, we're going to keep going. I mean, we, we have no plans of stopping. That's, that's the other point, right? It's, but bringing the consistency to it shows you what you can accomplish right and when you start to do things on a regular basis where you're making the time for it which is what we do we make the time to do our recordings it's in our calendars we make the plan and 
sometimes it's really great to just sit back and say, yeah, we did that. It's awesome. Exactly right. And you know, so I bet you if you looked at your life, you may potentially be in the top 1% in some area of it. And uh, I started looking at people I've worked with, people I know, myself, to find out like, what other areas in my life or what other places are people that I know in the 1%? And I looked, the first book that I offered, the, the authored, the 642 Day Planner, mm-hmm. uh, I achieved, I was in the top 1% in strategic business planning mm-hmm. and all on all of Amazon. I was in the top 1% and I'm a nobody, right? Right. It, it wasn't a big, you know, like nobody came and like gave me an award. I wasn't on the New York Times bestseller list, but I was in the top 1% for strategic business planning. Yeah. Which was pretty crazy. Like to be a top 1% author of something and nobody really knows about it was was a cool thing. So you can you can like look at numbers a certain way and be in the top 1% or you can actually be in the 1%. I have I have a few people that I know. There's a there's a gentleman I used to work for MetLife. Um uh-huh. I started there in 2009 after the recession hit and I I moved uh, over to working with them and it really changed my entire life. And there was a a gentleman there. I was I was lucky enough that when I worked there they merged a bunch of offices together because so many people during the recession left and they merged a bunch of these offices together. And we had some of the top performers in all of New York inside of our agency at the time. And I think when I started there, we had like 32 people. And when it ended, we had almost 300. Mm. But we were, I was lucky enough. One of my mentors that I've talked about before was Eric Tom. But there was another gentleman. His name is Ram Prasad. And he was in the top 1% of all of MetLife for life insurance sales. Wow. And he wasn't selling these giant contracts. He was selling normal contracts to normal people that needed life insurance. And what he did with that is he made sure that he did it every single day. Okay. So that's, that's one example of someone. And then there's another one who... He is the, he's a client of mine and a good friend of mine. He's now in the top 1% of all real estate agents in the state of New York. Wow. Uh, not only is he in the top 1%, he's actually number one now. So he is number one. And this guy doesn't sell, you know, penthouses in Manhattan. He doesn't sell giant houses in the Hamptons. He sells normal houses to normal people. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing special about what he does. There's nothing special about what Ram did. There's nothing special about what I did when I became the top 1% of selling the book. So what do you think the common denominator of all three of those people were, or all three of those tasks were to become the top 1%? Hard work, determination. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could say that. Sure. Just doing it. Work hard. Just, oh. Just doing it, man. Just doing just- it doing it yep okay just doing it so the way that anybody can become in the top one percent is a very very simple concept it's consistency Mm -hmm. that's all this is there's nothing special about what any of those people did if you look at the one percenters in the world there's nothing really special about them even in in the u.s and you know our audience is mainly business owners so this might not apply to employees there's certain ceilings you hit and things you got to do but for business owners Right. When you when you're looking at the income, the household income in America, it's like five hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars of household income puts you in the top one percent in America. Yeah. Not in the world. In America. Yeah. In the world it's a much lower number. But in America, if you're making five hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars of household income, you're in the top one percent. Now, we live in New York, so incomes and revenue generation is a lot higher than maybe it right. is in middle America. But if you look at that number as a business owner, if you're not striving to achieve 
$1,000 in income, then why are you in business, right? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you just wanted to create a job for yourself and you wanted some freedom and you just want to cover the bills and the expenses and everything else. Well, that's self-employed. That's not really business ownership. Self-employed, there's nothing wrong with being Mm self-employed. You know, It makes up the majority of, of the United States of America. But if you want to be in the 1%, that's all it really takes income generation wise to be number one in or in the top 1% for that life insurance salesman or that real estate agent, right? All it took was consistency. Mm-hmm. So that, that life insurance agent ran and he's now retired and he has his nephew running his practice now, which is great. He brought him in, but uh, now it's mass mutual, not met life. But this, this gentleman, all he did was do it every single day. There was no days off. It was mm-hmm. consistently doing it, prospecting, proposing, and closing, prospecting, proposing, and closing. The real estate agent, same thing, prospecting, proposing, and closing, prospecting, proposing, and closing. When I did my book, prospecting, proposing, mm-hmm. hey, can you buy the book and closing? Did you buy it? Mm-hmm. It was just this consistency of going out there and doing what you're going to do. You can look at the same for an athlete. Right. If you want to become the top one percent as an athlete, what do you have to do to do that? You have to consistently work. You got to consistently work out. You got to put the effort in every day. There's no, you know, you, you're you're every day you're doing something to make yourself better, and you're adding to it. And you, you know, it's the same thing. We had talked about this way back, right, one of our episodes, how it's important to do that one extra push up or that one extra sit up and. It's always do going, adding to the thing you did the day before, but just consistently doing that and building that routine. And, and, and it's, it's building that consistent mindset. Like I didn't want to get up this morning and, and exercise. I was, I really had to push myself because I said, you got to be consistent at this. You got to get up and do it because if you don't do it, you're not going to get to where you want to be. And that's what it really, it really takes is that consistency of things. And it's important for you to really head into everything that you do if you're going to be successful by creating that space to be consistent in your life. Yeah. And, and you know, it's nice to be able to add on top of that. And, you know, we've talked about that through Atomic Habits where, you know, you just get 1% better every day and yep. it compounds over the year. And that's getting better. I'm not asking you to really get better. I'm asking you to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. So find out what you're really good and really talented at or what you really love to do and consistently do that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And yes, you can achieve being in the top 1%. Right. But the problem with being, con- what's the problem for, I-, I have an idea and a thought about it, but what do you think or what have you viewed as people having a problem with being consistent? People, you know, the distractions of life change the people's ability to be consistent. I think you get we get distracted if you don't have a good routine, if you don't have good boundaries, if if you don't have that that consistent setup in in your life, when the distractions come in, it's very easy to be derailed. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. You you and and anxiety comes in and worry comes in and all those things change how we are consistently and we create this world that becomes very inconsistent. And people need consistency. Like people respond better to consistency than they do the, the inconsistency of things. It actually is, is part of what we talk about in leadership and building a good culture of things is to build consistency for yourself and for your employees because they can trust you more. You can build the trust in yourself. You can build the trust in your team. But, you know, it's really the distractions that get in the way that create that lack of consistency. 
when you said distractions and anxiety mm-hmm. and you know that it, they're chain effect okay yep. so when you get distracted if, if you want to be consistent then all of a sudden you find yourself getting distracted and then you end up getting anxiety and you know yeah. it's like that stress comes in yep it's it, it's all cause and effect right? yeah it's absolutely cause, right it, it, it's because you're not being consistent right that you're getting distracted and it's because you're getting distracted is why you're getting anxiety. When you have the anxiety and you know you're not consistent, that's when you start getting stressed. Right. And, you know, stress a lot of the times, we've said this before, is, is stress is really, it's kind of like your your body telling you, right? Mm-hmm. Your body shouting at you saying, hey, dummy. Yeah, wake you up. You have the ability to do something about this and you're not doing anything about it. And that's where stress really comes from, mm-hmm. Okay. And that's really the fight or flight methodology of, you know, that stress takes over you so you can take action. And when you have stress, you have the ability to now take the action. And when you continue and belabor that stress, it's because you're not doing anything. But you know, you you really know that you can't do it. Now, here's why that kind of happens. Is a lot of times when people are trying to be consistent, they're not looking at the right thing Mm. so when someone's trying to be in the one percent let's say that's their goal or whatever goal you have but let's let's say you're trying to be consistent to achieve a goal what do most people look at when they're trying to be consistent to achieve a goal yeah what's the thing that's driving them that they want to achieve it that the desire to to achieve it the motivation to achieve it right they want to achieve it right right they want to achieve it they want to achieve it what is that? Achieving the what? The result. Mm-hmm. Okay. The goal. So you cannot be consistent if all you're doing is looking at the goal, right? If you're just trying to get to the result, mm-hmm. you will not be consistent. Right. Okay. You have to enjoy that journey along the way. Right. It's not about like the destination of where you're going. It's about the consistency is about what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do the next day? Not what is the result going to be six months from now? Mm-hmm. And when you start to just look simply at, well, if I do this thing, I'll get that result. And then you don't see the result. You know, we talk about being aggressively patient. Right. When you don't see that result, you can start to get distracted. And look right. for different ways to do things and get anxiety that you're not achieving it and get stressed out that none of this is working. I can't stay well, consistent. That That's one of the, the key roots to procrastination is that when the goal becomes this thing that's a far off achievement, you easily procrastinate on those things because you get distracted, because it the 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 the, the benefit and the the sense of accomplishment is so far out in the future that it causes you to procrastinate. And that procrastination is really where the root of stress really comes from, is is you're just creating this world. So if you're not measuring the milestones along the way, you're not consistently going at it, right? I mean, working out is a great example of, of, you know, like I was a runner in high school and I ran course country and my junior year, I, I ran over 500 miles in that cross country season to train my body, but it was all to train my body to get that end result to do that two and a half miles the best I possibly could. I mean, I ran two and a half miles that year, 13 minutes and 46 seconds up and down hills. You know, this is cross country, right? But I could never have accomplished that if I didn't go out there each day and run five to six days a week, taking a day off and 
consistently building, right? That was, I learned how to do this in high school. This is, this is where it originated. And, and, and this is my cross country coach every summer, every June when we left school, he would give us the workout routine for this, for July and August. And, you know, you'd start off at four miles a day for the first five, five days. And then you take a day off and then you would increase to six miles. And each week you were going up by a mile to two miles. And by the end of the summer, you were at 13 miles, five days a week. I was running 13 miles, five days a week, something you never think you can accomplish. And those meets weren't until October, November that I really needed to be prepared and ready for it. But I just kept going for it. And because I was so committed to the daily routine of it, because I wanted to establish that. I wanted to achieve that goal. But what I didn't realize is being consistent and being able, the goal was very different. It was that I ran all these miles, that I put all of this work into my body, that my body felt great and I was able to do things I had never done before. And that's, if I had just attached to, if I don't get that 1346, which was my personal best, if I didn't get that, you know, all of it was for nothing, but that's not true at all. And I think so many people attach themselves to the result. Mm -hmm. And that's what stops us from being consistent is we get attached to just the result. And when we don't attach ourselves to the progress and the journey, then we're losing the whole point of what we're doing. Yeah, there's a proverb that says, the man who enjoys walking will walk further than the man who enjoys the destination. Correct. Right. And, and that's what this is about. And as Tom said earlier on, you know, as we first opened this episode up about celebrating your wins, well, you don't have to just wait right. until you get the result to celebrate. The celebration can be, I did it today. Mm -hmm. Right. I got that thing done that I said I was going to do done today. And that you can have this good feeling and you can let dopamine get released inside of your body and enjoy that moment. And I'll tell you, Everything that I am consistent at, I don't enjoy doing all the time, right? right? It's just, I, I don't enjoy doing it, but it's about like, okay, this is going to suck. I'm not going to enjoy it, but I know when I'm done, I will feel better for it. Mm -hmm. I know that. I don't have to, like, I hope I feel better. You know, maybe this will be a positive thing. It's like, this sucks. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to enjoy it. There's nothing great about this, but when it's over, I'll at least feel better that it's done. It's in the past. I accomplished it. And that's the thing is you, you have to, you know, David Goggins, which is a, a, a tremendous endurance athlete, mm -hmm. um, like ridiculous. If you know who he is, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know who he is, just look him up. Don't watch his videos right away, but look up like what he's done and what he's accomplished. And it's pretty phenomenal. And he was talking on some podcast one day, probably Joe Rogan or somebody, but he was talking about you know, he runs, um, he runs a marathon almost every day. And sometimes he was running a hundred miles in, in a, in a, like a 24 hour period. And he said, when he's training to do these ultra marathons mm -hmm. or whatever it is, these crazy, crazy races that he would look at his running shoes for 30 minutes and he would just sit there and stare at his running shoes. Like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, ah, I can't, I can't accomplish this. Like, uh, there's no way I'm getting out of bed. My feet hurt. I don't feel good. I'm tired. I could just lay back down. And he said there were days he would stare at those shoes for 30 minutes, right? When he could have already had the shoes on, been out the door, did the whole thing. So this is a guy that most people understand, like, how is he so disciplined? How is he so consistent? How? We all struggle with this. 
this. Absolutely. Okay, so if you can if you can jump in and, and see this thing, and even if you have to sit there for 30 minutes staring at it like, all right, I got to do this, I got to do it, you, you have to do it. And then when he's done doing that, he's like, okay, right? Another, another check mark off the box, and he can go on about the rest of his day. But that's the big thing here is you can become the 1% in anything you do. You could become 1% in earnings. It's not that difficult, mm-hmm. right? It's not that difficult if it's consistent. Right. And it, nothing has to be complex, okay? Because complexity is like the enemy of success. Mm-hmm. All right. The more calm, if, if David Goggins like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, and if he had these 20 steps before he started running, it probably wouldn't happen. He just had to put his shoes on, open up the door and go. Mm-hmm. And that was still hard for him. So simple. It's so hard. So that, that's, that's really what we want to talk about here. We're, we're happy that we've hit the 21st episode. We had no goal in mind of doing this. No. Okay. We just kept doing it. We just kept doing it. So here's what I'd like to leave everybody off with is sometimes you don't even need the goal. Sometimes you just need to be consistent in what you know is a good thing to do. And the goal will just come from that. The result Mm -hmm. will just naturally be born out of that. If you know you're really good at doing something or you're, you're, you can help somebody with something or you can, do something better than what you've seen most other people do, and you consistently do that, the result will just appear in front of you. And it may be better than something you would have put on paper, like, here's my goal to accomplish this. So this is one of those moments, for us at least, as we had no, there was no dream of doing this. Right. We've enjoyed the whole journey because of that, right? We've en- we, we haven't been attached to a result. And we, it wasn't like, oh, we're on episode 17. Oh, I'm dreading. We got to do four more. We're never getting there. We still have to make the time to do. But, but that's the whole point of things. Sometimes, you know, we are so strategic and goal oriented in our coaching and what we need to do from a business perspective and a life perspective and all of that. But sometimes you just have to sit back and just be consistent at something. And that will give you the appreciation to enjoy the journey and not attached to. So if you really are struggling with a result or a goal that you're trying to achieve, I want you to just put it on the back burner and just focus on what are you doing every day consistently that is bringing you closer to it, but just enjoy today. And that's part of the of being present too in the moment, right? This morning, I didn't want to get on the Peloton. I was like, I need, I want to sleep 10 more minutes. I want to sleep 11 more minutes. And I just kept having annoying I, I kind of was pulling the David Goggins thing of staring at my, my ceiling for 30 minutes. Like, you better do this. You should do this. You know, you have to do it. You didn't feel good the other day. You had to do it. You didn't do it then. You got to get on there again. And you're trying to convince yourself over and over and over. And part of it is, is that we don't like the adversity of things. And, and I posted on our story earlier today. I said that working out is not fun. It's adversity. But the fun part is celebrating when you've achieved that exercise or how you feel when you're done exercising and what it does for you. And I think that's what people miss is, is we, we have this idea that we have to get to this goal. But if we actually just think about what it will feel like when we achieve that goal and can embrace the emotion of that success, that will be the thing that will help us to do the thing consistently to get there. Because we're, because if you can embrace that feeling or you can imagine what that's going to feel like and you can embody that in the present moment, that will help you to become 
motivated for that moment so that you can be consistent and then eventually achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. It's great. All right. So we're going to wrap this up and, yeah. you know, go out there, be consistent. And yes, you too can become part of the 1% in whatever you dream to do. So thanks again so much for listening. We look forward to hearing, hearing you, seeing you and chatting with you on our lives when we do them. And leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about this. Leave a review. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. And we'll have to find another benchmark that we didn't know. Yeah. Continue to be consistent. Yep. And we'll learn about it. And when we find it, we'll hit it. It'll just happen because we're enjoying the show here and enjoying the ride. So have a great day, people.